Ephesians 6.16. Ephesians is what kind of a letter? What kind of epistle is Ephesians? It's what we call a circular or a general epistle. It was not written to the church at Ephesus. That is in parenthesis. It is a circular letter for all the churches. It was written uh, and copied there at Ephesus, but it was sent out to all the other churches. This is a Corinthian letter. This is Ephesian letter of Philippians and wherever. Caesarean, Jerusalem, whatever. 6.16 now. In all in passe ana la bontes, ton derion, te spistios, en ho dinadaste, panta ta bela, bele, tu poneru ta pepu romena. Sebese. In all in all things, having taken up and still taking up, it's second aorist, but it's a participle thing. It's something that we do when we need it, absolutely when you need it. You know, I have a, a lot of firearms and guns, and some guns I don't take with me all the time. Some of them I don't take with me at all because they're just too cumbersome. But when I need them, they're very handy. I have one gun, a Dirty Harry Special, that's an 8 and 3 eighths inch barrel, 44 Magnum. I I bought that gun, or traded for that gun, I bought a 870 Remington left-handed trap gun, which was very beautiful and everything, but I hated the way it shot. I didn't like it. I always shot Model 12 Winchesters, and I couldn't get used to that thing at all. And I traded it for this pistol, this Dirty Harry Special that had a fancy case and everything. But it was just absolutely too cumbersome to carry with me in the car all the time. I Up in the woods and everything coming up here back and forth, and I got a six-inch barrel and I put there all the time. I had that there. But if that thing, if I need that gun, it's going to shoot 200 yards and it's going to be accurate. But I don't want to carry it and hold it up all the time. And this has the idea here as having taken up, whenever you need it, the shield of faith. Now, the shield of faith, the therion tes pistios. How do you take up the shield of faith? First of all, does faith come from us? Where is the origin of faith? Where is the origin of faith? For in grace, Ephesians the second chapter, for in faith, or in grace, that is, you're having been saved through faith. Where does the faith come from? It doesn't come from us, it comes from God. For in grace you're having been saved through faith, and that not of yourself is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The faith is a gift that you have always. You have it there. But it doesn't come from you. The power of faith does not come from you. A lot of the faith healers and you know the charismatic movement today, they say, well, you weren't healed because you didn't have faith. 
Well, faith, you didn't have enough faith. It was, it was your fault because you weren't healed. Faith does not come from you. It comes from God. That's a gift. Having taken up the shield of faith in which ye shall be empowered and clothed in power, that dinos aiste again, second person, true, future, indicative, middle. When you take up the faith, when you have faith, automatically, when you hear something doubting your faith, it doesn't bother you because you, you have the faith. It's there. It's a gift of God. When your children go to school, I preached a message in the church one time and I preached on hell and all about it. You were there, Marilyn. I preached on on Satan, that's Satan's path and how he deals with mankind and everything else and about eternal hell and the Sheol and the Old Testament and all of this. And it was about our message. And I got through, a guy got up there and was really upset with me. He said, why did you have to do that? We don't need to learn doctrine. Doctrine's not important. I said, well, what I taught was so that your children, your wife, your grandchildren won't go into the Muslim world or into the Catholic world or into the Seventh-day Adventist or into the Jehovah's Witness or into the Mormons. It found, gives them a, a foundation of faith in the Bible. Well, we all we need is hear about Jesus and, 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 and we'll just live it as we go along in life, you know. I mean, just talk about how God loves you. And they don't want to hear about hell. They don't want to hear about judgment. They don't want to hear about the family of God. They don't want to hear about the church and different things like that. They just want to be fed something for 15 minutes and then send them home and they're happy. Well, some churches never teach Revelation. No. They won't do it. The shield of faith. The faith that you have, you have to have faith in the Word of God and it's a gift of God, alright, but you got to supply something here. you got to supply some time. The Word of God takes time. It's study. It's work. I remember in Baptist history, in Baptist history, they were anti-Sunday school for a while in America back in the 1700s. Did you know that? They didn't want any Sunday schools. They didn't want to teach the Bible. Half of them couldn't even read and write. And they were anti-Sunday school and anti Intellectual. This was a period of time. You know, in church history, you'll see highs and you'll see lows, and you'll see mediums and you'll see lows, and then you'll see a high again. This was one of the low times in Baptist history. How do you teach your children not to go into the atheism and evolution and all this stuff? Because they've got to know the Bible. And then automatically when something comes up like this, you've got the gun that you need to defeat it. The shield of faith in which you shall be empowered and clothed in and all the darts, the bele, the bele, that means missiles, darts, arrows, the arrows belonging to the evil one, the one having been equipped to extinguish those, those fiery darts. Now, back in this time, they would take arrows and they'd dip them in 
what we might call tar or resin or something, and they'd light it on fire, and then they'd shoot it into the enemy. And that the seeing that arrow coming at you with full of fire was a scary thing. The fiery darts. The American Indians, when they attacked some of the wagon trains and everything, they had these cloth covers like a tent, and so they'd shoot their fiery darts into the into the tents. And somebody might be hiding that tent, but then you've got to get out of the tent and expose yourself because of the fiery darts. The darts, the missiles of fire, the missiles of evil fire. Now, the shield of faith. I don't know whether you ever saw this. It started out in the in the Greek warfare, but these soldiers would have these large shields and they would take the shields and they would go arm arm and shoulder to shoulder and when they'd fire these missiles they would raise these shields like that and they'd lock them together and on the outside it would go you'd hear all of these fiery darts hitting those missiles and then he'd shake them off and as they'd come they'd hold them up again and they were pre-protected the shield of faith is like that but you've got to know something you've got to to know the Word of God, to be able to use it. You can have all the faith. You can have saving faith. You can have whatever. But when we go into the world, we have to have some ammunition. We have to have some foundation. Verse number 17 now. Kaitain peri kafale in tu soteru disaste kaitain Makatiran tu numatos ho esten remathu. And the shield of the shield for the head. The shield for the head, the helmet. The shield for the head or the helmet of salvation. You take it up. And the sword. And this word here, you take up, disaste, it means you do it. This is imperative in its middle voice. You'll know when you need it. The helmet of salvation you take up for yourself and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So what does it all depend on? What is... What is the what is your whole implements that you ward off Satan with? It's all the Word of God. The Word of God is the most important thing. The edicts of God. Esten the Rema Theu. Rema means the whole edict, the whole Word of God. All of it. Genesis through Revelation. What do you learn in Genesis? You learn the beginnings, don't you? The Genesis, the book of Genesis tells you how that God created the heavens and the earth. And I've had people come in my classes. Brother Art, you've been in my classes for a long time. I don't know how many years. It was probably nearly somewhere around 30 years ago that I went to Valley Baptist Church. And you were there and you came in there and I'm, I'm Art Shirez. I'm Brother Ray's brother. Ray Hernandez's brother. Yeah, I remember, remember, remember. I remember when you came in my class. I was teaching 
the book of John, I think, from Greek or something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I met you before then. I went to your church when you were on Quantico. Oh, yeah, you went there. Because that's where I started. Yeah, that's where you there at started, New Hope. Yeah, I started doing I was his teacher. I was his yeah. there. But that was that was 30 years ago there. Yeah. And then way back, that's got to be 40 years ago at that period of time. So you heard me preach for a long, long time. And what have I preached? Everything, everything about the Lord Jesus Christ. You know? <laughs> the Bible. Yeah. Always the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word. The Bible. The Word of God. I preach the Word of God. I remember your brother. When he first got saved, he uh, came to church all the time. And he came there on a Tuesday or a Monday. I was doing Bible study. And he came in there. And he was working. It was on his lunch hour. And I, I was cooking food for them. It was a women's Bible study. And I would cook food for them. And we'd have lunch. I'd preach and then we'd have lunch and I'd preach some more. And he came there and he couldn't leave. He called his boss and told him, I, I, I don't feel good. <laughs> he had to say, I, I couldn't leave. He said, I couldn't leave. He was so hungry for the Word of God. And that hunger ought to be in us when we're saved. I remember I couldn't get enough. You know what I would have given back then, Brother Art? for a website that has all the things in it that is out there now. It's a bottomless pit of information and the Word of God. Through all prayer, through all things prayer, how often do you pray? Somebody asked me the other day, he said, uh, tell me when you're going to go on surgery, I want to pray for you. And I said, you know what? It says for us to pray always. Pray before. <laughs> pray during. Pray after. Just do it all the time. Pray always. There is no limit for prayer. You know, the Muslims pray five times a day. They mandatory have to pray five times a day. They have to pray by reciting the Quran, which is nonsense. There's the Quran up there in several different translations. Nonsense. Pray not five times a day. Pray a hundred times a day. You pray when you eat. You pray when you go to bed. You pray when you get up. I go in there, Marilyn, sitting on the side of the bed at night time. She'll go in there and I hear her in there praying to God, sitting on the side of her bed. But you pray other times, don't you? I pray when I'm in the bathroom. and I, I just pray again. Play. If people sing in the shower, why about not pray in the shower? Pray always. I'm going to tell you something. Your brothers need you. They need your prayer all the time. Intense prayer. Glad prayer. Sad prayers. I prayed to God bawling my eyes out. I prayed to God just in joy and thanking Him. Through all all things pray, let your petitions... And then praying here, the prosukomenoi, that word there is present participle, nominative singular masculine, or nominative plural masculine, present participle middle voice. Always praying in all seasons in the Spirit. And let your petitions concerning all of the holy ones, all of the brothers.
and all the brothers and all perseverance pray. Sometimes you pray and you don't know whether God hears your prayers or not, you know, but He always hears you. Sometimes He just doesn't answer right then. Sometimes He just says no, period. <coughs> and it says here to pray concerning, let your petition be known to all of the prayers. And the word they say there, that's petition, that means you bind your mind and your heart and your soul to God in prayer. Bind your mind, your whole, and your soul, uh, your whole soul to God. <coughs> On behalf of me, in order that to me it may be given the word in opening of the mouth of me in boldness to make known the secrets, the mysteries of the gospel. <coughs> you know. The gospel is a unbelievable message to the most of the world. When you talk to somebody, Brother Art, Christina, Marilyn, they always, you know, you're talking to somebody just randomly. And you start talking to them about God. And they say, well, I'm pretty good. I'm as good as the next guy. <coughs> I haven't done any terrible sins in my life. I'm a very righteous person. <coughs> I start telling you how how that they're above average. Well, I know some Mormons that their behavior is somewhat above average, good. Some Catholics. But there's one problem with all of that. The God is the wrong God. <coughs> the God is the wrong God. We uh, need to tell the world about the God. The Muslim world, the only way you can get to heaven, you know that every Muslim has to go to hell. Did you know that? For a period of time, every Muslim's got to go through like a, like a purgatory hell. The only way a Muslim can get to heaven is to die in jihad is to blow yourself up in an airplane or somewhere to where you kill all of these infidels and then you get to go to heaven and then you get to be an intercessor for a certain amount of your family. <coughs> in Catholicism, you've got to pray all the time, pray all the time. You've got to, you've got to do penance. You've got to go to the priest and, and all of this. I had a, a Catholic, an 89-year-old Catholic hit the floor right there one day after I preached, remember that, Marilyn, and asked the Lord to forgive him. And I asked him a few days later, I said, what I said, what difference has God made? He said, I don't have to go to a priest. I can go to God now. I don't have to go to a priest. I don't have to pray to Mary. I can go to God. i got access to God. There's the difference. <clears throat> In all of these religions, if you're a Seventh-day Adventist, you got to keep the law. you got to do this. you got to do that. Well, Jesus got things started for you, but you got to do the rest yourself. The real God coming down to earth to rescue men from themselves through self-sacrifice, Jesus, God, sacrificed himself. You don't have to sacrifice yourself to get to God. God sacrificed himself to get to you. 
that great mystery of the gospel, that mysterion, that secret. You know, it's it's a hard for people to understand. It's hard. You tell them about the gospel, and they said that's too easy. That's not. That doesn't sound normal. That's not the God I know. That's not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so whosoever believeth Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through Him might have life. Galatians 4 and 4. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, that He might redeem those that were under the curse of the law. For in grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. This is something the world, it is a mystery to the world. Well, God wouldn't do that. I never heard anything like that before. Have you ever had somebody that's too, say to you, that's too easy? Yeah. Too easy. I can't believe that's too easy. You mean I don't have to do anything? I just trust in Him? Well, I'm a good man. I'm a good woman, whatever, you know. <clears throat> and then here, in verse number 20, it says, on behalf of which I am an ambassador. I am a uh, seniority elder. He said, I'm an elder. In the chain, in chains, in order that in him I may speak freely and boldly without fear as it is bindingly necessary me to speak. Now, <clears throat> Paul said, I am an ambassador of the gospel. Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He had lived his life for God, he thought, but he was in the wrong religion. Now, did God found, did he found the Pharisees and the Sadducee groups? Did God found them? No. No, no. no that's man made. That's man made religions. The Herodians? Who who founded Herodians? Anthony and Cleopatra. They chose Herod the Great to be king over there. It was supposed to have been Joseph's family, but not but they, they took Esau. The here we have another way that God that Satan is throwing roadblocks in God's way. Instead of having the rightful king on the throne of Israel, they put Esau on there. Esau was the God said Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. So they put a man on the throne of Israel that God hated. Saul. Saul. Yeah. That's all. When, when, you know, God was always going to give Israel, Israel a king, but not in his time he was going to give him a king, and that my king was going to be David. But they asked for a king, and God gave him Saul. And Saul was a pain in the neck, always. David was a child of God, and in David, we can see our own selves and all of our misbehaviors and different things. We, we see that in David. Why would God put all that about David's life in the Bible? And he's supposed to be the righteous, the, the beloved of God because we get to see ourselves in him. And we know that we can. if David can do it, we can do it. Because Jesus already did it for us. On behalf of which... <clears throat> an elder in chains in order that in him 
it word is paracio my that I might speak freely. The word paracia there that means uh, that you're not afraid to speak. I guarantee you in the Muslim world today, God's people are afraid to open their mouths about Jesus. Do you know that? They do. They're going to die. They got to hide off. They got to go into rooms and hide out to even praise God, and they better not do it too loud where they could hear them on the outside and they will arrest them for trying to convert a Muslim. And a Muslim, when he's converted, they just give him a pat on the back and say, God bless you, uh, good God speed. Do they do that? No. They kill him. If a Muslim is converted to Christianity, he has to die. <clears throat> He has to die. There's no way out. A lot of times, even when you're a Catholic or something, and you become a believer, a real believer, then you're kind of an outcast. I remember Brother Ray, or not Ray, but Art, when your family, when when the, the Montrecon family, Levi, all of those, when they were saved, they, I tell you what, one time I, I saw Levi up at... Uh, that steakhouse on Mount Vernon, Sizzler. And he come over there and he said, oh, I want my wife to meet you. He said, because of this man, he said, 200 and something people in my family are saved. Boy, it was really hard. I tell you what, they had a real, real hard time. You know, uh, his brother Ray? You know, Levi's brother Ray? You know that his funeral, when I when I preached uh, Levi's funeral, that Ray came forward and asked the Lord to save him. And I baptized him, and I baptized my mother at the same time. They held off. I have a picture of Yeah, you got pictures of that, yeah. They held off. Sometimes even in the death of a child of God, people are converted. People are converted, (coughs) even at somebody's death. The protection of God's Word... You hide it, His Word in your heart. You guide your footsteps by His Word. All of these we see in the Psalms and different places in the Bible. But in Ephesians, the 6th chapter, verses 10 onwards, we see how that we're supposed to live in this life and how that we can be successful and all the different powers of God that we have. And that our armament is beyond the enemy's darts and arrows. We can succeed. We will succeed if we follow the rules. Our armament is spiritual. What's that? Our armament is spiritual. Yes, our armor is spiritual. We may die in this world. How many children of God died today? How many children of God died today in the world because of their faith? And yet they, they want it all. Now, even if they were killed today, they want it all. They've gone beyond the great mystery, as the world says. They're in reality in heaven with God. And they've passed on from this life to the other. Even if even if you're killed in this world, as the Apostle Paul, you know, the Apostle Paul was killed at least once. Did you know that? He was stoned to death. He was dead. He talks about it there in, in the book of Corinthians. He said, I knew a man and so many years ago, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. The one up in the third heaven. He was stoned. He was beaten. 
killed and God sent him back. He sent him back with his ailments too. He didn't heal all of them. But the Apostle Paul distrusted in the in God, and he wrote the sixth chapter of the book of Ephesians for us today also. This is a circular letter, remember. Our Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what it means in our lives. Please use it wherever it goes. Thank you for the question I had today on these messages. Please forgive me where I failed you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.